Pleasant good morning uh, to, to everyone. So uh, this is a three-part session. First, we'll go through some scriptures. Then we'll talk about the, I'll discuss to you uh, some of the fundamentals of the practice. But along the way, I'll be giving tips as well. Okay. Um, so sometimes yeah, your issues, think of your issues and more of, how to start, if you know how to start, how to keep it going so that they continuously grow, um, and uh, how to expand, okay? And there are different ways of expanding the growth group because if you have a very consistent growth group, praise God, the next challenge is to expand because if you don't challenge yourself when you maintain status quo, uh, the only way is down, okay? So we continuously do something that's consistent, but we have to think of, of ways to expand God's kingdom. Um, and, uh, and we can do it as individuals, but the Lord sent them by twos. And that's why I'd like to share it to you. If you want to start a group, it's always good not to be alone when you start it. Uh, because if you're gonna do it, how am I gonna do it? How am I gonna reach out? It's hard thinking by yourself. Um, but the Lord sent them by twos uh, as partners, so it's good to have partners within your existing growth group on how to help one another uh, build. So um, three-part session, the scriptures, the practice, and, and the discussion, the question and answer. So uh, we'll, keep it, uh, we'll keep this structure. So uh, first we go through the scriptural foundations. I'm just going to mention to you uh, three sets of verses, just three. There, there's a lot more. There, there's so much more actually, but uh, let's just choose three for now. And, and if you can just remember these, and, and these things are very familiar to you. It's just that you, uh, you know, there are people who want to know more and more and more, and that's wonderful. Um, and, and there are people who know this much, but they maximize what they know. That's also good, but we, we need both uh, to happen that you maximize what you know, and the other one is you keep expanding uh, uh, what you know. So uh, let me just go back to you, the, uh, the Great Commission in Matthew's version, which is chapter 28, 19 to 20. And uh, uh, the Lord Jesus said, go therefore. Now, when there's a word therefore, there's a, something before that. And before that was him saying that I have all authority um, over, over everything, therefore go. Uh, and you know that Matthew is the gospel of the kingdom. So these were, Matthew was speaking to the Jews, writing for the Jew, Jewish people. They were looking for a king. And uh, he, what he was saying is Jesus is the king. And now that we have a king, it's not political, it's spiritual. But how do you expand the kingdom? of the king. How do you expand the king? The, the, the way to expand the kingdom is making disciples, making followers of Christ. It is not politically taking over the nations, that unlike the earthly kingdoms, they have to conquer, kings must conquer. And like the Roman Empire during that time, conquered kingdoms and they had an empire. That's how they politically expanded themselves. But in Christ, he was saying, they were the, the Matthew was saying was, this is what the Lord told us. He is king over all. He's Lord over all. I'm, of course, I'm paraphrasing. The phrase is, I have authority over all. And that means all kingdoms. But, but it was clear that the, what he was establishing is primarily a spiritual kingdom. And uh, although the spiritual uh, lessons influence a practical life, but it's mainly spiritual. It's about the gospel. And it's about... Uh, making followers. So when we think of, of, of uh, making disciples and forming growth groups is one of the best ways in making disciples and it should result into church communities and that's how the New Testament practiced how to make disciples was teaching the teachings of Christ in, in, in small groups, in house to house and even in the temple. We'll, we'll discuss that later. <clears throat> so he said, go therefore. Uh, what's the word? What is, why is it there for? Okay, <laughs> what is therefore there for? Uh, it's there for meaning previously he said all authority. 
And that you will see in verse 18, all authority has been given to me. And uh, uh, so we have to see ourselves as agents of the kingdom, expanding his rule, but the ruling, ruling the hearts of men, okay? Not ruling politically, but ruling the hearts of men. Um, and uh, that's why go make disciples, go, may, go therefore and make disciples. And uh, uh, Jesus defined the disciple. And uh, the dictionary meaning is follower, an adherent, an apprentice to the teaching, one who advocates for the teaching. Uh, however, Jesus put a standard on who can be his disciples. And, and the, the standard he put there was that it should be uh, something uh, you have to deny yourself. And if you don't deny yourself, you cannot be my disciple. Uh, it's about if you put your hand to the plow and look back, you're not worthy of me. It's about leaving everything to follow him. And that's a standard of being part of the kingdom. It's just like every citizen of a kingdom recognizes that the king owns everything, even the land they use. Um, that every duke or, or everyone who manages a, cer a certain property they know they have to pay taxes because it's still the king who owns everything. And, uh, and you know that concept still applies true today, even in a democratic society. It's the state, and the state is made by the people. Uh, that's why, uh, you know why it's called real estate taxes? It's not real as in totoo, it's regal taxes. It means it's royal taxes, meaning you may have the title to the deed, but in essence you have to pay taxes because technically, uh, it's yours and it's not yours. And if you don't pay taxes, they forfeit. You lose the ownership. Uh, you see, that's where it came from. Now, now uh, that's in the sovereignty of a sovereign nation or a king uh, or a queen. Now, here, go make disciples, make followers. Now, of all nations, it's not literally, it's the, the political kingdom of those nations. It's the people of those nations. And... Uh, the emphasis is not more on dominating a nation, but representatives from all nations. And we find consistency in the grand plan, and we have been discussing that before. We find that in Revelations. Uh, we find it in chapter 7 and in other chapters there that every tongue, tribe, and nation will be worshiping him, meaning representatives. It's not every, literally every person in that tribe. We know that because not everybody in a certain nation really comes to the Lord. But... The, the Great Commission, it's not just making disciples, it's getting representatives from every, every tribe. Uh, that's why when we talk about world missions, it's not just crossing the sea. It's not just uh, going to a different geographical place. It can be in the same place, but it's a different race. It's a different ethnicity. And of course, the core group believers of every ethnicity should reach their own. But not just reach their own, but they should also cross the culture. That's why we have a term, uh, well, it's not in the Bible, but it's a sociological term in missions, because missions and social, the discipline of sociology interlaps, uh, overlap. So we have the term cross-cultural missions. It actually is fulfilling the make disciples of all nations. Uh, so when somebody says, I'm doing cross-cultural missions, that may mean we're in Naga City, and we're reaching to uh, a different race of people because they have a different language. Every tongue, meaning language, tribe. Uh, and that distinguishes a tribe. One is their language. Um, that's why in the Philippines, it's considered uh, a nation with many ethnicities, a political nation with many ethnicities. And the word nation here is ethne, which is the basis of ethnicity. Like you can do missions here by reaching to um, for example, some uh, different tribal groups or those who sell in the city. And you know what I'm speaking about. They, they sell uh, uh, videos, okay? And uh, uh, yeah, uh, so by just doing that, you're cross, doing cross-cultural missions. Now, before the concept of mission was always crossing the sea. And uh, now because the eth different ethnicities are going to the cities, uh, the major mission frontier is in the cities. Okay. Of course, we're also responsible for reaching our own people. That's why the Bicolanos reach the Bicolanos. But the overall view of making disciples, we must cross the culture. Yeah. That's why if ever we 
go to another place where there are different types of ethnicities, which is not so much in the Philippines, by the way. So there was, <laughs> there was a, uh, one of the, I have an acquaintance, I hired him as a business coach before my business coach, and uh, when he was here in the Philippines, he said when he brought his daughter for the first time, because the daughter grew up in Australia, uh, came here for the first time, she said, I've never seen so many Filipinos. Um, because that's not always true anymore that there are many cities that it's like us. You go to Jakarta, there are so many Indonesians. Uh, but in, in, in many of the very popular cities, it's no longer one ethnicity. It's just really multicultural right now. So in the major cities like in, in, in Singapore, there are three cultures there. Now there are more, three ethnicities there, major, but there are more not right now. In China, has a 1,000 ethnicities. Uh, uh, New York definitely perhaps has the most. Uh, so right there and then, you can be doing cross-cultural if you're reaching out uh, to a different. And, and that's challenging. It's not easy. It's not the same way you, you proclaim the gospel to a Catholic who also may believe in the resurrection of Christ. We just have to explain the significance of them, right? But, but... To others, there might be, who are you talking about? Um, the, the ones, uh, the, one of the roots of historical Christianity is, is Europe, especially the Reformation. Uh, but if you go through some cities there, uh, like for example, in the Dutch area where, where, where uh, many Baptists started, uh, they're not even familiar with the Christmas story. And um, so I'm just emphasizing here that it's about all nations and our nation, our ethnicity and other ethnicities. But go therefore because the Lord wants to have many nations or all nations represented worshiping the Father and uh, that should be our desire uh, as well. Now, now the how-to involves baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. And uh, it's not merely a ritual, it's a public declaration at, with at least one witness that I'm willing. Okay, I'm willing. Um, and teaching them to observe all that I commanded you. Not just teaching, teaching them to observe. So there's a kind of teaching where passively you give the information and it's up to the student to fail or pass. But there's a kind of teaching, like a parent's teaching, is making sure they do what they have to do, right? When a parent, when a growing child, you have to teach, no, that's not the way to wash dishes. That's not the way to, this is the way to do it. It's the different kind of teaching. It's more of the teaching of parent style of teaching. You're not just teaching them to give them information. You want people to read their Bibles. That's why, you know, the, the, the Holy Spirit works with the Word of God. So when you're discipling, it cannot be that you're just discussing the sermon. You have to ask them to read their Bibles. Because that's when, the, when, when they get into it, just as a, a, a small habit, and they keep reading on their own, that's what the Holy Spirit can use to speak to their hearts and minds, and not just relying on other people. So you, you cannot ignore. Some of us see the... The small group has fun, and that's fantastic. You're doing a great job making it fun, but it has to be grounded in God's Word. So they, you teach them, but you allow them, in a way you're teaching them to learn by making sure they read. And then you have to ask, uh, how are you? Have, you? have you read Matthew? Have you read John? Have you, uh, and one of the things we encourage you to do is, you know, you can go... Uh, look for Google Images about a checklist of all the chapters in the Bible, you know, and you can just color or put a red mark if you finish that chapter. And, um, and uh, the goal for that person, you can put it on the wall or in front of his desk and make sure they were able to read every chapter. They will not understand everything yet, but you just encourage them, if you don't understand, just read through it and, and just write. Don't be bothered by everything because it really takes time to learn the Bible. But you have to encourage them. But if you don't care if they read or not, you just care for their attendance, you're not, it's not complete discipleship. Because you have to teach them to observe. 
and they have to learn. And it's too slow to know the whole Bible if you're just relying every Sunday. Um, and every Sunday we take a piece of scripture and we try to go deep into it, and, and, and that's needed. But on their own, they have to be on a journey uh, to finish the Bible. <clears throat> and the Lord comforted his, the first set of disciples in saying that, and uh, uh, behold, I am with you always uh, to, the end, uh, uh, to the end of the age. I'm with you always. So we have to believe that the Lord's presence, as we do his work, will be with us. And that's the trust. Now, we are imperfect human beings, and, um, uh, and he uses the imperfect to present the perfect gospel. And uh, so please be reminded that a growth group, don't lose the meaning why you do what you're doing. We're doing what we're doing because the Lord commanded it. In verse 17 of the same text is they worshipped him. The disciples worshipped him because they realized who he was. Okay? They worshipped him. And then he said, all authority has been given to me. Then he said, go therefore. So uh, we have to do this for the Father. So this is the foundation of why we do what we do. Because he commanded it. And because he is our king. And uh, yes, he is our savior, but he's also our king. Now you have to understand that this is a command. This is not a request. Not, okay, if I like it, I'll do it. You have to come to the point that you have to believe in your heart that his generosity of giving his son is just, we have to appreciate that. But we cannot stay just appreciating the death and resurrection of Christ. We have to the, come to the point where we have to act that we are not only children of God, but servants of God. And in this case, soldiers of God. Because it's soldiers who, who in the earthly kingdom, who go and, and expand the kingdom, the political kingdom. It's the generals who represent the king. Now, as they do that, in, in the soldiers, the knights, give their whole life and die for their king and in the name of their nation as well. Now, we, we have to see ourselves at that level. This is not a request from God. Now, baby Christians, they will act like babies. I hope we come to the point that we don't act like babies, meaning we are so focused on what we need from God. But rather, we must also be giving of our time for the kingdom. And uh, we're doing this for God, for the glory of God. Um, we have to come to the point that we just have to trust that God will provide all our needs, His ways, not our ways. We have just have to work with what's presented before us, the opportunities in front of us. Let's just do what we can and trust God for the wisdom and pray for the wisdom. But we have to be actively pursuing Fulfilling the commission, the great commission is the great order. You're commissioned to do something. It's not the great commission or what I'll get from the sale, okay? So, so when doing this, it's not more of what can I get. No, you're, you're, you, you pledge your, your loyalty to the king. I'm talking about a knight and a soldier, a foot soldier. And it, they will be paid for sure, and God does that by blessing us with every spiritual blessing. And uh, if we recognize that everything that God gives his children um, is a blessing, so the blessing actually came ahead. We were saved first. The blessing came ahead. Yet we just have to trust that the Lord will provide as we do his work. So uh, please don't forget those principles. And then to remind you, in, in Acts chapter 2, when they were doing it in verse 46, uh, after many came to the Lord and day by day attending the temple together and breaking bread in their homes, they received their food with glad and generous hearts. Now, uh, you can start with verse 42 down to verse 47 if you want in chapter 2, but chapter 2, verse 46, I just picked one verse. It says here, day by day, and where do they attend? The temple, okay? What is the temple? Um, well, they, they, the temple was a big thing. Uh, inside were supposed to be the priestly rituals, but many gather around the temple. So uh, it's just a, 
center for community in, in the Jewish, among the Jewish people. Uh, it's where they go to. And, and our, our building here right now, it is not the temple. The temple is when we gather together, that's a temple. However, we, we can say that uh, it's a place where we gather together. It's a meeting place. So they have a meeting place where they gather all together. And then, but they also gathered in smaller homes, in homes. So you can't fit 3,000 people in homes. Okay, well, in many homes they can, but you can't fit 3,000 in one home, okay? So uh, the term, and they broke bread from house to house, it just means that they broke bread in smaller groups. Well, uh, the homes was, well, that was primary because somehow a home is more permanent uh, location to meet. Uh, but these days, of course, because of how, how commerce developed from then until now, there are many meeting places, uh, which is uh, community meeting places like coffee shops, right? So uh, I, I think uh, the, the pub in Europe, which is also right now the coffee shops, it's really a community thing. Out of every so many people, there's a pub or, or, or coffee shop where people gather. Of course, now, now in cities, there are more of those because uh, they need to accommodate more because many meet in, in these places. So you can meet as long as you meet together and, 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 and do the, the teaching there or the learning together happen there. But there are two meetings that they have to go through, uh, the temple gathering. How we apply this is the worship service on Sunday and then the small group. Now, because of the pandemic, it's very tempting just to stay at home. Well, if you're sick, stay at home, right? Um, and uh, because you're doing everybody a favor. And, uh, <coughs> uh, but sometimes you're not, oh, not, no longer sick, right? And you, you stay at home because it's convenient and said, I listen to the sermon. Yeah, you listen to the sermon while, while washing the dishes and uh, you, you're not focused on listening the thing with you when you gather together to really listen to God's Word is that you have no choice but to be focused so intently. And there's a difference with just listening online versus really coming here and, and looking at that bulletin with an outline and then really listening and then nothing is bothering you. Um, because at home there's so much temptation. Um, the temptation is to get busy because... It's, the work is never finished at home, right? It's, it never is, okay? Because it's a, it's a daily thing. Daily, things get dusty. Uh, every morning, you have to fix the bed because you rolled over the bed. Uh, every morning, there's something to do. But if you say these two meetings, the Sunday and then the small group, I'll dedicate that to the Lord. And, and that's fine. And uh, as you lead the growth group, many of them will do lousy, lousy reasons why they are not committed, or they're not consistent. And sometimes you have to reason out. Don't be afraid to do that. You said, what's, what's, a, what's two hours for the Lord per week to meet as, as a group? What's two hours uh, for Sunday? That includes the travel. On a Sunday, to just come to church and, uh, and, and worship and, and listen to God's word. Highly focused. To pray together as a body. To respect the gathering, the temple gathering, to respect the small group. <clears throat> you have to reason out now what's just a few hours. And uh, it's very important to, to let them know this was a practice then, therefore, we follow such practice because there are practices in the narratives that are good to follow. And then let's go to 2 Timothy 2, 2. And these are, it's one of the, my favorite verses in terms of, of, of how, well, we have to practice in church. Uh, and uh, Paul said to Timothy, what you have heard from me in the presence of many witnesses and trust the faithful men who will be able to teach others also. Timothy was Paul's companion, and he has heard Paul teach many things in the presence of others. So, but if you look at this, it provides you a structure. 
it's Paul to Timothy. And then Timothy saying, entrust to faithful men. Uh, the other translation says reliable men, reliable people who will teach others also. So four generations, Paul, Timothy, Timothy to faithful men and faithful men to others. So it's four, it's always four. You, that's why we have this structure in church where everybody must submit somewhere. Okay, the, the senior pastor submits to the board as a collective. Um, each member of the board is also part of the church, so they submit to the senior pastor on the day-to-day, -day, but the senior pastor must, as they gather, the board has more authority than the senior pastor because the policies they make uh, the senior pastor must implement and not go beyond it. And everybody submits somewhere. And then the senior pastor must have a core group. I must be committed to this core group. And the core group must disciple others. And then what they're discipling must disciple others as well. So it, it, it should not end. Now, once upon a time, I was happy when I had a group in church. And I feel like I'm doing my job until... You know, you study these things deeper and you realize they have to teach others also. So that's when you become stagnant at times when you're happy that you have a group and praise God you have something to report. <laughs> Glory to God. Now, sometimes if it's just one person that you're handling and they can handle others, praise God. If they're not ready, we don't force them because we but we allow them to, we inspire them always. And, uh, and allow God to work in their lives, but they must be always inspired and once in a while challenged. And uh, that's when we keep spreading. Um, and, uh, you, you know, my, my philosophy about mass evangelism, it's fine because people hear the gospel, but that's not the complete work. Uh, the complete work is inviting this person to sit with you and learn with you, teaching them. And some of them will fall away even though you are a diligent growth group leader, consistently following, trying your best. Uh, but then you will have to invest more time in the faithful men and women to invest your heart there and time there because they're faithful at least to listen to you and hopefully, consistently and hopefully, they will be so filled with God's word and so convicted by the Holy Spirit that they have to pass it on. Okay, and um, uh, the Holy Spirit will work in their lives. You don't have to force it to make them feel guilty. You just keep preaching God's word and the Holy Spirit will, will lead them that, come on, dude, or, or come on, young lady, do something. Um, so what you have heard from me in the presence of many witnesses, meaning this is confirmed by others. It's just like what we teach in, in, on Sunday. As you heard from many witnesses, you commit to faithful men and trust to faithful men who will be able to teach others also. So don't stop at your, your first layer. They have to learn to teach others. And they have to learn to teach others. And they have to learn to teach others. And the generations must not end. You don't allow it to stop somewhere. It has to continue. Now, don't pat yourself in the back and say, my work is done. No, it's not done. Well, it, it never is, okay? It never will be. Uh, but you can say, praise God, that at least you're in the process, you know? It's never done, but you can praise the Lord that you're in the journey, a journey that never will end. Okay, so <clears throat> uh, now let's go to practice. It's just the three verses I gave you. Um, and uh, in our practice, uh, let's begin with the startup, all right? Uh, the startup, start I want to keep it as simple as possible. Of course, it's more complex sometimes. But in the startup, you just say, Okay, I want to dedicate this time, especially you're a busy person, right? And you want to look for people who can have the same time, who can be free at that same time, right? So uh, it can be morning. For a lot of entrepreneurs, 
when they don't have to open the shop, morning uh, there's less traffic, and they might fit there. Now, if you're working with somebody in your growth group that somehow can't attend because there was a change in schedule, uh, please help them find another group. But it's not just to say join this group. Find a way to introduce to them, make them comfortable. Because if they're strangers, it's very hard for a person to just join another group. So make the small effort now. Oh, after church, let's have merienda after we go to lunch, wherever we go to lunch. Let's have merienda, let's have coffee so I can introduce you to this person. And, and make it, you know, tell stories, make it very relaxed so that they get comfortable, so that uh, they said, okay, I'm free at that time and maybe I can join them. So take note, we are not making disciples to follow us. Uh, it's really to follow Christ. There's a point that they follow us as we follow Christ. They imitate us as we imitate Christ because they see you, they see us, and that's very important. But ultimately, it's not our, they're not our followers. Um, so don't feel that way, you know, that uh, don't be possessive in the sense na akin to. If they're not growing with you, you have to assess. And uh, maybe this person might grow better with somebody else. It's not because you're you're less qualified, but maybe it's just the, the blend. It just doesn't blend well, okay? It's just like food, right? Some ingredients are so good, but some ingredients just cannot mix, okay? You just don't mix them. Because um, if you mix them, it's chaos. But there's some food, when you mix together, it works. So it's the same way with, with people. So if they're not reading their Bibles and you've been doing everything you can, um, well, you have to do everything. And one of the things is if they're so stubbornly lazy, you read with them. And uh, I mean, if everybody's stubbornly lazy, then part of your session is just read one chapter each every week. So you cover five chapters, there are five of you every week at least, so you progress, okay? So you have to be creative, but you cannot allow them not to read their Bibles. If that's okay from, for other churches, it's not okay here. I want that clear, all right? It's not okay here. Can you feel me? It's not okay. <laughs> oh, I, I love this church, but everybody knows that I'm very non-compromising in, in certain things. I will not compromise. But I'm very loose at, at other things. You know what I mean. I mean, if you're probably smoking, I won't rebuke you. Because I know, it's, I know you know it's bad for your health. Uh, but if you smoke around me, can you ask me first if I have a lung problem, all right? Because you might be doing damage to me. Now, for those of you who have no lung problem, don't be OA, okay? You know how to reach them? Offer an ashtray. You know what I'm saying? That's how to reach them. They visit your house, uh, they're smokers, then you meet them outside and you offer an ashtray. Because if they don't, I learned this, if I don't offer an ashtray, they're going to throw their butts in your trash can or they have to walk out because they don't feel welcome. Uh, but will they graduate from that? I hope so. The major issue is sin, which is adultery, uh, gossip, slander. Uh, so, sorry, I went too far now. Let's establish the time. Okay, just say, this time is okay for me. Now, establish the place. When you're starting, establish a fixed place at the start. Okay, don't go around because it's hard for new people when they don't know the houses. Not yet. After a while, when there's some bonding already, then you can, some of you say, because sometimes we don't want to go out, but we also like welcoming guests. So that's fine too. Um, or some of us like different coffee shops, you know, uh, and different ambiance. That's fine too. But at the start, you want a place where you're consistent. Everybody knows you're there at that time, okay? And you'll encounter some people who'll never say if they can make it or not. They're still disrespectful. Some of you are still until now. 
you have to say when you can't come. It's courtesy. It's just plain courtesy, gentlemen, ladies. Okay? When I was starting this concept of how important the small group is here, though there was a small group ministry before, but it's just like it's a ministry you can, it's your choice if you want to join or not. I came here and says, no, if you're a member here, you have to join. I don't want you touching instruments. I don't want you even standing here if you're not part. But sometimes I'm gracious, right? But then I have to then remind, you have to. Some will be so inconsistent, they'll never say. So that's part of the sacrifice. You go into one coffee shop and then nobody comes. I was following up five people, nobody came. I was just enjoying my coffee. And it's a good thing I love being with myself, right? Because I can read, I can meditate. Some people can't do that, you know? They think it's so lonely eating with yourself. Uh, actually, if you can eat with yourself, it means you understand meditation and prayer. You understand thinking, the thinking processes that, that help you in life. So it, it's fun to be alone at times. Uh, but don't do it always, okay? Because that's also, you have, we have to be social beings. Um, in fact, if I'm all alone in a coffee shop, first ask permission if you can join me, all right? Because I might be in deep thought, and then you disturb my process. No, I'm not kidding. I'm welcoming, all right? Most of the time, when I see a member who wants to join me for coffee, I usually say, yeah, yeah, sit down, because I want to know people. But I'm just saying, sometimes you're all alone when you're inviting people and some don't have the courtesy to say, then you have to teach them. You have to have the courtesy, all right? And, and that's true even for social structures here. And in the, everywhere now, and people don't just show up, okay, without even saying, no? Now, but you determine the place, you determine the time, and then you have to be so consistent so that those who want to join your group would see, would see a certain characteristic and you're actually trying to develop a culture, a culture of consistency. And if you're the one leading, if you set the time, try to be there 15 minutes earlier because things can go wrong when you're preparing, right? Something's missing, okay? In fact, I tried to even be there 30 minutes earlier because you can adjust, like one time, all the cars were missing because my wife and kids used it and I had no car. At least it's early, all right? So I could call them, hey, I, I need the car wherever you are. The place I'm going to isn't a walking distance. So at least one of them came back and brought me to where I should be and stuff like that. So. Earlier is better, but it's not good if you set the time and the place and you're not there, or you're the one that's always like you're setting the culture. Now, if you have diligent people who go there, now they won't, they'll have a lower respect of you when regards to time. Uh, and you don't want that. That's every little thing you fail there, not being a model, a little of the respect goes away, just a little. There will come a time it's too much, okay? Uh, so what you want to do is, and that's true on everything, the most difficult part is modeling it, right? Okay. So you set the place, and then you just keep inviting people on that time and place. It's just like you're praying and trying to own a certain schedule, and you're letting people know that certain time and schedule because some people might have the same time that they're free and they might want to join. Or a friend of your friend of your friend says, why don't you join that brother, that sister on this particular time or that particular place because they're close to that place. So if you start up, you just have to clear this. Now, may I encourage you, even if nobody comes, that's fine. You just keep inviting. But you've set that time. All right? And you keep praying. Because when you set a time, I mean, during the week, you try to find who can come, who should come. Th then that's what you work on. And you tell friends, help me, help me grow this, start a growth group. Meron ba hindi 
dini-disciple o hindi na consistent sa iyo pero baka bagay naman sa amin or malapit sa bahay ko. So that, that's a thing that you all work on. But if somebody's not growing deeply, and I, I do mean deeply, like for a long time they, they've been with you but they're not handling people, that's a concern. That's a concern about your direction, your influence, that's a question. I'm not saying something wrong with you uh, because they're uh, I assigned a brother sometimes to gather the most difficult people and he was successful gathering them. Now it takes longer for him to make them disciple others. Sabi ko, i-makukulit subukan bro. And then, no, I just encourage him because I think he has the tolerance and the patience for the makukulit. Not everybody has that, right? So, but he has that patience. So he worked on it, he built it. Uh, now he's trying his best to make them disciple others, and it's a real, real challenge. Um, but then he gets successful with one, and then the second, and it's just being patient with them. Uh, but being consistent was very important. Now, can you change schedule? Well, you have to ask permission from everybody if you want to change schedule. Okay. Um, Try to be as consistent as possible. So once you set something. And then the rule for me, if you're a growth group leader, 90% uh, or higher, the schedule must remain the same. Don't adjust it for your own convenience because if everybody does that, you know, things happen. Now, if you're the leader who just got busy and something came up, always, it means you can't, you don't manage your time very well. So... What do I do with business opportunities? I, I schedule it around. I said, not Thursday morning, okay? You know, like, like one time this, this acquaintance of mine invited me re recently. I said, are you available Thursday morning? I said, no. Retired general, police general, and he said, I want you to, to speak to my leaders, around 50 of them and another 50 that's that we're preparing they're taking their masters etc not thursday morning they adjust they say how about thursday 2 p.m i said yes I, of course i said it respectfully it's not every opportunity i have to take i just have to trust god that if it doesn't push through i had an invitation on a sunday morning i said no one, 95% of the time, I should be preaching in this church, 19 times of 20. The one time out of 20, it should be a really good excuse. But then the sudden invitation in just uh, three weeks from now, it sounds like there's enough time. But no, there's not enough time. I can't break the series. I said, if you want afternoon, I can give you afternoon on Sunday, but not morning. Then they talked to one another and they came back. Uh, Sir, we, we can't change. It's really morning. Yeah, but please look for another one. You don't grab every opportunity and just say, because it's work. No, work is not higher than the things of God. Now, one out of 20 might be allowable, but it's well prepared. Like I have to go to Manila, it's related to work, I cannot come back on time, but people will know that is rare. You know what I'm saying? Because if you're every now and then there's just a, you keep adjusting and adjusting, there will come a time they will keep adjusting and adjusting and you cannot form the group anymore. Because they, you modeled it. You modeled it. I remember my wife telling me when we had babies, we no longer have babies. When we had babies, she said, when you look at the baby, make sure you smile because there's a mirroring thing there. And, and uh, you can see there was an experiment that when the one taking of the baby was smiling too, the baby was quite happy. And then there was a time when there was a baby and the mother was just like, Emotionless, and the maybe just immediately was so uncomfortable and crying. So there's that mirroring thing, okay, that mirroring thing that 
So that, that's a point. You have to be consistent with the hope people follow you. Now, but we know teenagers go through a phase, right? When they just rebel at everything, their teachers, you, and everything. But hopefully, because they would remember that you were very faithful to the Lord in many things, hopefully one day, if ever they do rebel, they'll remember that. And hopefully, in God's way, God's time, uh, they would remember what we modeled. But that's the same true for our growth group. Right? Okay. Now, we go through the four W's. Uh, this is the fundamental pattern we follow. Uh, welcome, worship, word, and works. Now, <clears throat> but let me change or l let me define the four W's. The, the welcome is simply, that's why it's this best in a home or coffee shop because they just talk. They just talk. Small talk. Uh, how was the week? And then, or if there's somebody to introduce, you just introduce them. Um, some churches say you must have an icebreaker. I, I find it too corporate to have an icebreaker for the sake of fun. Okay, I mean, get them to sit there and then they talk. They're going to talk, all right? Let them go through the awkwardness of talking to each other until they bec it becomes natural. So welcoming is welcoming. So uh, I like the food to come first. Okay, there's already food. People eat first. And then you talk later because that's part of the welcoming. And, and, and uh, sometimes if you set it at night or, or afternoon, they get to experience some traffic if they're out, out of town. You know, that part where they can't control, but they left immediately after work and they can't control some things, but there's a time to wait. And um, uh, so there's that part that's welcome. Uh, now, how do you do this online? Yeah, they talk. Sometimes they don't. So, but, but to get them comfortable in the welcome, especially if there's a newcomer, it's very important, the welcome. Then the worship, now some groups like singing, and, and that's fine. And, and, um, but I prefer the thanksgiving because I get to hear what they're going through. And everyone gets to be reminded to thank God of something. You know, what's your thanksgiving? I mean, some throughout the week in your prayers, you don't thank God, but because you have to share, then you even thank God for little things, right? Wala ko maisip, thank you, Lord, for protection. I mean, in one week, walang nangyari sa'yo eh. We thank God a lot for the healing, but not the protection. But if somebody, you know, he has to thank God about something because it's commanded in everything, give thanks. So I like the pattern where each one thanks God because each one is given a chance to speak. Now, if you're a large group, you have to say, two minutes only, huh? Why? Because it's, if it's 10, that's already 20 minutes. Now, you have to be conscious of the time because uh, those who want to go over time, it's okay, but you have to end it officially at some point because it gives freedom for people to leave because they have a next schedule. So you have to say it in advance. Kasi pag hindi mo sinabi in advance, dami niya na pinasalamatan kay Lord, umiyak-iyak pa siya, hindi mo na mapigil. Nakakahiya ng pumasok. Pero 15 minutes siya pa rin, no? And that can happen. So you say, okay, just a few minutes each, we can have more time to have sharing later. No? Or three minutes each. Depende kung gano'ng karami kayo. There's more time when there are a few people uh, or if you have the Zoom capability, group one, group two, group three. No? May kanya-kanyang window kayo. No? And easier done if you're bigger in a, in a home or in a, in a place. But thank, each one speaking is good because the growth group must not be dominated by the growth group leader. The growth group leader must be in command of, of pag sinabi kong, thank you, brother. It means tama na, Okay. Thank you, sister. Palakpakan natin. Okay. Means sabihin, praise God. Don't be offended because I'm just managing the time. You orient them. Okay, I'm just managing the time. But you say, if you want to talk more mamaya, meron pa tayong ano. Yeah? So, hindi mo pinipigilan. But we want everybody to share something. Now, after Thanksgiving, sometimes I immediately go for the prayer. You know, after Thanksgiving, then ano yung prayer request? Then to get to, so everybody can learn how to pray. So what I usually do is I pray for the first one who gives a thanksgiving a prayer request. Now, if you're a bigger group, you can say, 
Uh, sometimes I say, one prayer request only. So, iisipin mo yung pinakamahalaga sa'yo at that time. Pag malaking group kayo and free willing, sampu ililista niyan. No, ipag-pray. But you say, one only because it's a big group. Or you can go two or three. Okay? So, I hear. So, I have to listen. Then after Thanksgiving, this is my prayer request. Okay, everybody, let's pray. So, I pray for this person. Now, this person should listen to the next one that I call. And the next one will give the thanksgiving and the prayer request. But this one prays for the other one. The, the purpose is getting people involved. And yung mga nahihiya pa mag-pray, matututo mag-pray. Kasi short lang naman eh. No? And I like short prayers. Unless it's a prayer meeting, okay? Or a prayer meeting. We pray for one hour. Dif- different things we're praying for, but we're praying for one hour during the prayer meeting. So when you're praying for the food, just pray for the food and thank God, okay? Pray for the people around you and the, the guests, the host, uh, because I heard praying for the food. They're already praying for Ukraine and everything. That's fine too, but be quick about it, okay? Because we're hungry, all right? And the food's getting cold. Uh, it's not a prayer meeting. Okay? You can pray later. Okay? Now, you're praying for this person, and then it goes on, and it goes back to you, and you're the last one who says, thank you, Lord, for this. I want to thank God. Um, and, when, and, and when you're about to say something, you just go directly. I praise God for this. I thank God for it. No? And you know, everybody must be conscious of the time. Hindi yung, um, naman. You know, you tell them, why don't you write it before the meeting begins? Okay? Uh, and you can be very, three things I want to thank God for last week. Three things. One, two, three. Ang daling maalala, pati yung nakikinig, structured eh. But of course, if you have a lot of time, pwede rin yung, yung dahan-dahan kung saan-saan. Parang lumabas ka ng bahay, hindi mo alam anong sasakyan mo kasi kung tinanong ka saan ka pupunta, sabi mo hindi mo, hindi mo pa alam. Lulubas na garahe sa kotse, nagdadrive ka lang, pero hindi mo alam saan ka pupunta. Padrive-drive ka lang. Okay. Sometimes yung iba ganun, pag Thanksgiving, pa-thank you, thank you lang, pero hindi very direct. Okay. So, uh, you can do that. That's, this is a very important part because as shepherds, you get to hear. You have to be very good listener. You get to hear what they're thankful for. Wag kang, wag mong isasara yung ano mo, pag online ka, tas iba ginagawa mo. May tinitext ka, may naano ka, nagpre-prepare ka pa sa ano, sasabi mo, hindi ka nakikinig. Half listening. Don't do that because it shows you're not interested with the people. You have to be interested and you have to listen. When they're thanking God, praise God, praise God. And then you go to the Word. Of course, the Word is, uh, I made it easy by, you can just read. If you have your, your bulletin with you, you read the text. And um, if you want a quick review, just read it. No? Quick review lang, huh? no? uh, Basahin lang natin itong outline. No? Quick review. You can do that. You can be done in 10 minutes. And then there are guide questions, right? Study guide questions. You can just ask them, just choose any. Now, if you want everybody to answer each one, you must have a lot of time. Hindi ganong karami. But in our group, they can choose which one. And sometimes, what if it's already nasabi na ng isa? It's fine. This, uh, ako number two then. Then they allow, you allow them, you listen, allow them to speak in their own words. No? Even if somebody says, well, sinabi niya na lahat. Actually, magsasalita pa rin yan, di ba? Sinabi niyo na pa lahat, ba't tagal mo pa magsalita? Mike, pag sinabi mo, sinabi, kung anong sinabi niya, agree ako, iklian mo na lang yung sasabihin mo. No? Uh, pero yung iba, uulitin pa rin yung sinabi niya. Uh, uh, okay naman ulitin, pero bibigay mo yung personal impact na sa'yo. Yan, yun na yung, yung ano yan. Now, sometimes people will be lazy and not look at the, the questions. The questions are there to remind them of the text. Okay, kaya may question yun eh. Kasi tinitrain natin sila paano tumingin sa text. 
Hindi lang yung para dun sa emotional impact ng message sa akin. That's fine. But they have to be trained to look at the text. Tingnan natin. That's how I create the questions. It's to look back at the text. Okay? Um, so, everybody must speak. But if you're a large group, then you have to say three minutes each. Pag nasanay sila niyan, they have to be concise and they have to be prepared. And that's the beauty of it. Pag nasanay na silang prepared. Okay? Um, and then you, you have to address people who are, uh, well, you will never know or you'll never have a clue who this person is. So, siya yung tipong nag magaling magdating. Okay? Pero alam mong sala. Alam mo yun? Out of context or uh, pag sinerch mo, ay, nakita lang sa internet ito. Hindi naman talaga inaaral yung sermon. Don't trust every commentary on the internet. Some of them are not verified. When I say verified, like some of the commentaries down here, before you can publish that, they were scrutinized by several scholars. Naintindihan niyo yan? Hindi nagbigay lang ng opinion sa kanyang blog. Doon ka magbabase. Dangerous. Alright? Um, and some of them will do that, and some of them will not actually not answer from the sermon. Now, if they're just repeating the sermon, that's actually fine. That's actually good. They listened. You know what I'm saying? Uh, if they, even if they repeat it, that's fine. Mas okay yon kesa yung hugot kung saan. Ano? Hugot sa damdamin na wala namang kinalaman doon. Okay? And then the works is something that you can, well, this is usually some do the prayer at the end. Uh, but the works is also something that you can plan. Well, what's our plan? Oh, you're reaching out to somebody. What's the plan? Okay. So the four W's. Now, uh, the next slide is about uh, the GDCS framework. It's really God at the center. The gospel must be clear. You have to disciple them. And you have to bring them to the community. What does that mean, bring them to the community? Uh, it means you have to make sure the newcomer has friends, not only in your growth group, but to develop friends in church. You know what I'm saying? Papakilala nyo rin. No? Bakit? They're not part of the community if they do not develop godly friendships. Okay naman na nagdi-disciple sa'yo kasama mo. Part of your work is to make sure they're connected with the other, so they become comfortable coming here. There are people who became our members. Alam mo na una, marami lang pinapakilala sa kanilang tiga-church. Hanggang dumating yung time, makapunta nga doon kung ini-invite na siya. In fact, wala pa nga yata nag-share ng gospel eh. O one time lang. Hindi pa, one time lang. But... Because they realized that they were very dito, they were very comfortable coming here. So, community, and then as you disciple them, you, they make part of the community, then we can send them. Uh, what does sending mean? Just encourage them to start their own group. Right? Now, don't forget these roles. You're a servant. You're a prayer warrior. You're a shepherd, you're a friend, you're a representative. What does that mean, representative? You represent the church community, all right? You represent the church community. You represent the, uh, the policies of the church. You represent uh, the covenant commitment you signed in the church. You represent uh, the elders of the church, the pastor of the church. You actually represent them, all right? <coughs> and then you're a teacher facilitator as well. Now, you just tell them, let's not discuss that right now. Let's discuss the text. Always bring them back to the text. Now, other things that they have questions, that's a time you can ask a growth, your growth group leader, uh, and then you can ask, or if the growth group leader is not sure, then they can ask me. Okay? And if it's doctrinal, there are times I will, uh, if I, sometimes it cannot be answered via texting. It's too broad to discuss. So if some of you want to do doctrinal, it has to be sometimes, if it's too broad, it's a time that we have to sit down. 
And sometimes they're so shallow, you just let them go for now. All right? Um, and, uh, and yet there are some things that we have to address as well, like um, uh, like uh, for example, the okay, I can't think of anything right now, but there's a lot of things we need to address, but not in the growth group. In the growth group, let them get them the discipline to study the text. Okay, then after that, if it means too much to them, then we can discuss. But sometimes it doesn't mean a lot to them. Mababaw din sa kanila yun eh. Hindi naman mahalaga, nakita lang sa Facebook. May naintriga lang, tinatanong ka, minsan hindi din ganun kalalim yung issue. But you can ask them, how important is this for you? You can ask, ay, ay wala po, ano lang yan. Uh, alam ko naman mababaw lang yan. But they say, no, no yeah, yeah, let, let's meet about it because I really want to know about this issue. Then we can discuss. Okay. All right. Now I'm open for questions. Can we have the other mic just in case? <laughs>